Welcome back to the Goal Line Stand, all football, all the time. This is our summer special series, our players only Mount Rushmore. And today we are going to broach the subject of the NFC South. If you were listening to our Monday episode where we were discussing Julio Jones, we asked the question, is he or is he not on the Atlanta Mount Rushmore? I'm Mike, that's Brett, and we're going to answer that very question today. We are a Sports Talk Philly partner, sportstalkphilly.com, presented as always by Michael's Glass Company, 215-338-3293 in the Philadelphia tri-state area. Brett, is he or isn't he? That's the question. Well, considering that this is your team, I'm going to let you announce first. I will comment, but I'm very happy to hear that you use the word broached based upon Monday's episode. Look, uh, you know, it's going to be one of our buzzwords now. It's a good word. I think we should use a word like of the week. I'm going to leave that up to you. You can pick a word of the week and we will use it. Uh, we will use it throughout the course of the week. It's kind of uh, like Darnell Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like, like Darnell Jefferson. You yeah. see that shoe that says Adidas. Yeah, no, that was Alvin Mack. I, I know, wrong guy. Uh, well, it's like you know, I'll be number twenty, but we'll indubitably be number one. One, yeah, that's a good. <laughs> it's an underrated one. I know. Uh, it's time. It's time to watch it. We got to revisit the uh, our great football movie debate. Yes, I think we should. All right, so this is how we're going to do this: our AFC South players only Mount Rushmore. So again, highlight, underline, players only. No coaches, no front office executives, no water boys, uh, no guy in a Zamboni clearing off snow to kick a field goal, nothing like that. No mascots. No mascots either. Well, what mascot would make it? I don't know. No cheerleaders. No cheerleaders either. I can only think of one cheerleader that would make my Mount Rushmore, but that's for a college. Okay. On that note, we're going to move on, and we're going <laughs> to we're going to kick this thing off with the Atlanta Falcons. I was tasked with the, the Atlanta Falcons. And I got to tell you, this one was interesting because to me, there's, I, I, I don't remember the, the early Falcons, right? Like that was way before our time. So as I was doing my research, I thought I had it. I thought I could nail it real quick. But, but nonetheless, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll debate it. So in no particular order, Let's start off with the current day, the quarterback, Matt Ryan. He's the greatest quarterback in Atlanta Falcons history. Who else would you slot in there? I don't even – Jeff George? Steve Barkowski. Right. I I mean – That's the era that was – that era literally was going on as you and I were being born. Right, exactly. So he is – I would think, a lot of Falcons fans would agree with this, that he is the greatest quarterback in Atlanta Falcons history. Now – there could be an argument made, and he's one of my others, so we'll get to that for an, a certain player, war number seven. But, you know, I, I think that there are, when you, you look at a body of work as a whole, as a Falcon, the edge goes to one Mr. Matt Ryan. Well, yeah, Ryan got you to a Super Bowl, Vic didn't. Um and won an MVP. Vic didn't. Probably has more passing yards than Vic. Yeah, I could, I could see it. Once it got, got you to more conference championship games. Yeah, so I, I just think it's Mike Vic was the, the video game quarterback. He was the hot man in the early 2000s, in the early aughts. 
But when in the long run, it's Matt Ryan. And he, Matt Ryan's not on this list if it isn't for Julio Jones. You know, we, we discussed it at the end of last week's show. Julio Jones is on the Atlanta Mount Rushmore. Maybe it's just because it's, it's a now thing, but he is my pick to go on there. I mean, there's, a, again, who, Roddy White? He's a maybe. I think he's, he's a maybe. He's definitely, to me, he's in consideration. But I, real quick, going back to Mike Vick, I mean, I don't know who your other two spots are, but you could always have two quarterbacks on your Mount Rushmore. You can always have two quarterbacks on your Mount Rushmore, but I, I didn't put two quarterbacks on my Mount Rushmore. Yes, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Roddy White, though, is, um, for, I mean, particularly as it relates to Atlanta, an important piece of their history. High school wrestling champ. Could have won MMA if it was around at that time. Um, yeah. To me, it's just Julio Jones and the Matt Ryan Julio Jones connection propels them up that list. My number Makes three. Sense. My number three, and I thought this was the easiest one, and it's Deion Sanders. And I've always, it's funny, like I know he played for the Cowboys, obviously. Uh, he was a 49er, but to me, he's always going to be an Atlanta Falcon. And really a Falcon and a Brave. So I, I, it's just that without Dion, I don't know where that, that franchise really is. He, his, his whole attitude and his, him being Dion, him being Neon Dion, kind of put a spotlight on that, on that franchise. Yeah, I would say. And, you know, we talk, I mean, you talk about Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, they kind of fed off one another. It's sometimes almost more impressive when you are the best in the league when you're not on a good team. And that's what you have with Dion with the Falcons. Right. Which is why he then left to go just chase rings for right. several years. Right. Yeah. But you can't blame a player. I mean, I have, yeah. you're going to do what you're going to do until he went to Dallas when he was a scumbag. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. This one is where this is where I had issues. So okay. my, my initial thought was Claude Humphrey. Professional Football Hall of Famer. It's hard not to put a Hall of Famer on there. It's also hard not to put a guy on there that is named Mr. Falcon. So Tommy Nobis, who I the name didn't really ring too much of a bell to me. Again, I'm not a Falcons fan. I, I, I like to be a, a football historian, but I didn't. To me, it was like, I, I don't know. The more yeah. and more I read about him, I'm like, Okay, I get it. You're Mr. Falcon. You're Mr. Falcon for a reason. And if your name's Mr. Falcon, I think you got to go on the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I would say so. So I, I'm curious, you know, we always discuss next men up. Did you at all think about Jamal Anderson? I did. I, I So I thought about Jamal Anderson, and I just couldn't it pull It sucks. Yeah, I couldn't pull the trigger on it. My next guys up were Claude Humphrey, in no order, Claude Humphrey, uh, Jamal Anderson, Roddy White, Keith Brookings, Mike Vick, Algie Crumpler for taking the hit. Algernon Crumpler. Yeah, that was a good hit. Yes. Um, it really, the, the Jamal, and I'm sure we we'll probably end up talking about this in some other episode. The Jamal Anderson story is such a sad story. Not that I think, I mean, his life, I think he's doing well, but he was so good. And just, you know, the next year after their Super Bowl run, his knee goes and he's, he's done. The, the, wheel, the wheel literally falls off. But, I know? mean, he created the Dirty Bird. Right. Which that, I mean, like, they're still referred to sometimes in that way. So it's, 
and I think it might be the most famous football celebration dance because that's more famous than the icky shuffle. Icky shuffle. Uh, do you count? Uh, see, I got to go Ray Lewis or Deion Sanders. They're one of theirs. Okay, but they didn't have a name to it though. They weren't smart enough to to. I mean, I mean, granted, these guys they didn't trademark it, but they did mark you know, trademark it in the sense of they, there was a name to it. What about the Super Bowl shuffle? That's a song. Fair enough. I'm just asking. Yeah. So the Falcons were a lot harder than I actually thought. Because uh, they did have a little bit of a history, obviously, yeah. pre, pre-1982, early 80s, that deserves to be recognized. But it wasn't until, in my opinion, until the late 80s, 90s, 2000s, that you really got a core group of players that could be targeted for a Mount Rushmore. Is it so? I'm looking at your list. So you have obviously you have two guys from Super Bowl. What is that? Fifty two, fifty no, one fifty one, fifty one. Yeah, the twenty eight three game. But there's none from thirty three. No, I, not, that team was like a bunch of good players, right? Yeah, Jamal Anderson, who if healthy would have been on this list. Yeah, absolutely. But then it was just a bunch of good players. It was just a guys. A bunch of yeah, guys. it was interesting. And that's it's, it's a good list. It was more difficult than I anticipated it being. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. I was definitely like, just going to go Jeff George. <laughs> I was trying to think of like other random like Lester Archambault and Jesse Tuggle. Jesse Tuggle is another one that I like just because he was Jesse Tuggle. Yeah, he was a good like he was just he was, he was a good, good. He, yeah. Right. So Morton Anderson. Yeah, well, yeah, Morton Anderson, yep. Um Ike Reese was another one that popped in. I thought well, about hell, it. the the quarterback for that team was Chris Chandler. And like just Right, just random guys. Yeah. They really ruined that Super Bowl by winning the NFC championship game. Yeah, 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 they did. <laughs> it was supposed to be the Vikings and the Broncos. Right, it was. It was supposed to be Randall's redemption story. It was gonna be good. But it wasn't. It was nonetheless. It wasn't. Yeah. So M- moving on. So I am up again here with the Carolina Panthers, and this one it wasn't hard, but it was all to me. It was almost like, eh, okay. There was a couple. There was a surprise in here from a statistical standpoint that maybe I just didn't realize because it's kind of in the now and in the now. Mm. But uh, it was. This was okay. All right. So for Carolina, in no order. Steve Smith, I think in many ways he is Mr. Panther, and maybe that's just him marketing himself really well with NFL Network and all those different things, uh, a thorn in the side of many a fans, but an outstanding player. I mean, yeah. he you, you think of Carolina, you think of him. Yeah. Cam Newton, I, I, I was torn here. I was torn here with between him. I actually almost borderline thought Jake DeLome mm-hmm. for the run leading up to the, you know, in, the, in the early 2000s. Yeah. But Cam Newton, what he did in Carolina, it didn't end well. I don't know that it's necessarily his fault. And again, it's looking at it, at it in the now eyes. Looking at the way it ended, I almost said, ah, it's, he's not the guy. But he really is. And what he did for the community, again, another guy synonymous with that organization. Julius Peppers, 
I know I think his resume is pretty clear. Uh, he was the face of that defense for what, man, 10 years? Yeah. And game changer, not not to the extent of uh, Reggie White or a Lawrence Taylor, but uh, you had to plan around him. You had to be aware of who he was or where he was on the field. My I don't full- know when he's a Hall of Famer, but it's, it's like in a year or two. He's yeah. a first ballot. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's one of those things where he almost did it like quietly. Yeah, we get like 11 to 14 right. sacks a year. It's looking at his stats. It's like, damn, I forgot how good of a player he was. Like, yeah. unbelievable. Was it just because he was in Carolina? That's why people forgot about him? I, I don't yeah. know. And then he, my fourth guy that's squarely into that, into that category, because I didn't realize that he made five first-team All-Pros, and he was a player of, on, a de- on the All-Decade team for the 2010s, Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley, All-Decade team, first five-team All-Pros, two second-team All-Pros, retired, I don't want to say on top, they didn't win, but retired at the top of his game where his play didn't fall off. His statistics were surprising when I looked at them. They're yeah. unbelievable. He's going to the Hall. He's going, yeah, absolutely he's going to the Hall. Phase. Except you think about it, you know, we, we went through the exercise this year. What really, separ- if you look just stat-wise, I don't know what separates him from Zach Thomas. Uh, and Zach Thomas isn't in. I wonder yeah. if there's a back, but yeah, I, so to I, me, I, I think got- both of them are Hall of Famers. So here's Keekley, just because they're in front of me. Yeah. Uh, 2012 to 2019, 1,092 tackles, 18 picks, seven forced fumbles, five, uh, nine fumble recoveries, 12 and a half sacks. He was a seven-time Pro Bowler, 13 through 19, that is, and he was named Defensive Player of the Year in 2013, five-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, including his last year as a player. That's pretty good. Yeah. Now, again, I don't have Zach Thomas in front of me. As far as, like, others, the only other that I thought maybe, in my mind, kind of was going to – I was going to consider for Carolina's Mount Rushmore was Sam Mills. But he didn't do it there. He didn't do it long enough there. He was more of a saint. He was more of a saint. Absolutely more of a saint. What about here? Did you think about Musin Muhammad at all? I did think of Masih Muhammad and Jake DeLome were, were a couple of the other guys that I thought of from their early run in the 2000s. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a guy. I'm not looking at any that who, who would even just register or warrant any other discussion. Yeah, um, I mean, like, so I'm just looking at my list here of guys that I kind of scratched off. Thomas Davis Sr. was on there. Greg Olsen was on there. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> shout-outs to his uh, son. Who recently just got a heart transplant? Um, yes, and so it, knock on wood, it looks like uh, the recovery is going well. I don't, did you see the video of when it, the the child who was getting it announced it to his brother, his brother and sister, and they're all like really young? It's no. like so it's so heartwarming. Like you'll cry, you'll cry. Yeah, I can't watch that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah, well, I no, I, but it's a good one though. You know, because there's, yeah, I understand. It's sad, but at least there's, you know, 
Um, but yeah, so shout out to the Olsen family. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey with you. was another yeah. guy I thought of, but he hasn't been healthy enough lately. I wonder what D'Angelo Williams' numbers are. Ah, that's a good question. I, I just I just shut down the the stat page. That's that a, would be yeah. that would be worth looking at. But again, they're not. It's a franchise that hasn't been around long. It's kind of like yeah, you only have a handful of guys to choose from. You actually had Jacksonville as well, so you had the two expansion teams. Yes, I did. that from that era. That is true. You, you broached the '95 expansion team. There we go. Yes. There we go. It was a full broach. It was a full broach. <laughs> Why don't you broach the next team? Okay, don't mind me. So I got the New Orleans Saints. Um, to me, the first one's pretty obvious. Uh, Drew Brees, it, you know, probably going to go down as the third best quarterback of all time. You know, well, well statistically at least. Uh, you know, I think people will make the argument Montana, some other guys from yesteryear are better, but at least statistically. Uh, to me, after him, it gets a little hard because there are other players from the Breeze era that are really good from this when they won the Super Bowl, when they've gone to you know the playoffs and conference championships. But you know, there's just so many other guys who, even though they weren't even a good team, I thought were iconic. So first one up, I guess maybe it's a little bit of a homer calling away. Because of you know, I thought he had good offspring, Archie Manning. No, I think it's a good one. He, I mean, he just like he he just suffered for so long as a good quarterback with a terrible, terrible team. But I, you know, a lot of people when you ask, you know, I think Drew Brees now is the number one guy. But a lot of people when you say who played for the Saints, they'll say Archie Manning. So that's um, my number two guy. Again, these are in no order. Then um, the next two are from an era where the Saints were decent, but they actually was part of a defensive unit that I thought was really great. And they are one, Ricky Jackson, and two, Pat Swilling. Those are my – and I know Sam Mills is on there, and I'm not trying to speak ill of – I think Sam Mills sometimes gets overvalued because of two things. One – he was shorter. Two, he has since passed away tragically. I think those two things have sort of vault. But to me, I always had Ricky Jackson, who is a Hall of Famer, and Pat Swilling as the one and two guys for that. There was a four-headed monster. Jackson, Swilling, Mills, and Johnson. And so to me, because so like my next man up, I Mike, so tell me what you think here. Like Jari Evans. Like, he was a all pro. He might even be a Hall of Famer. Yes. But it's like Jari Evans. I, yeah. I don't know how I can put him on a Mount Rushmore. Um, Willie Rofe, who to me, it was like oh, my thing Rofe. there is like he that was good. Face mask. Yeah, but he was good there and he was good at Kansas City. So that was a reason I didn't put him up. Morton Anderson. And then I had two more recent guys. Could you put a kicker on? I mean, I get I you could. Well, uh, you know, well, I guess we'll get to that argument when we get to the Patriots. You, you yeah, argued sure. you argued Vinatieri for the Colts. That's true. That's true. I, uh, that's a good point. Um then I Cameron Jordan, who's been very good the last several years, and Michael Thomas, who also broke 
one of the more major single season records and catches and re- number of receptions in a year. No, just, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, like Alvin Kamara, they haven't won anything. Right, and to Malcolm me, Jenkins? if you, no, I didn't put him on. Yeah, I, he is. I don't think he's ever been an All Pro. Or if he did, it was when he was with the Eagles. Well, it was definitely when he was with the Eagles. Yeah. So to me, like I felt like when they actually won the Super Bowl, there were actually, that team wasn't as star studded as the teams from the last few years that haven't gotten it done. So that's why I went with Ricky Jackson and Pat Swilling. Then I ask, where's Ricky Jackson? <laughs> no, you're thinking of Ricky Sanders. Oh, I know, but I was just, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that when we get to the Washington football team. By the way, I completely agree with Pat Swilling. Uh, Pat Swilling was like the one of the other key linebackers of that, nine, the, what, 1990 through mid-90s, like late 80s, mid-90s. Did they have a name? I don't think they had a name, but I remember Pat Swilling being like one of the guys. Yeah, they were really. And Ricky Jackson's a Hall of Famer. So, are there any other guys you could think of? See, to me, like, there's two guys who, when you say, and this is from us, Bobby, up, Bobby Abair, Bobby Abair, and Dalton Hilliard. Yeah, but neither of them are good. I just that's who I identify as right. Saints growing up. Without looking at statistics, Malcolm Jenkins, that's a bias. That's a, that's an, it's, yeah. it's a recency bias with me and, and being an Eagles fan. Had he never gone away, probably. Right. And, and I am knowing how beloved he is there. I know nobody could. Swilling would have been my, my guy that I, I would yeah. have said if you didn't say it. I guess and also Sam Mills. Yeah, pride of Montclair State. Um, Great Glover. Good good story, Sam Mills. Oh, you know the other guy I thought of? Joe Horn. Oh, that is a good one. That is yeah. a good one. Yeah. So, but I can't stand him because of the cell phone incident. Fair enough. Now you get to go broach the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Broach so, the ship. This one was tough to a certain extent. Um, to me, there are First three. Off, before you even start. Yes. Let me just get it out of the way. Kiss my ass. He's. I don't want to talk about it. Rondé Ron- Barber is a piece of garbage. Son of a bitch. Okay, but can we just... All right. She had to get it out. All right, and I understand your frustrations with that, even though he's actually my favorite barber. Nevertheless, would you agree with me? And we've ta- we actually talked about this when we did the Hall of Fame thing. I think he is better than John Lynch. Absolutely. Yes. I okay. think John Lynch is way overrated. Yes. Okay. So way overrated. I don't really get the fascination, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So, number one, I uh, had to go. This is prior to us being born, but Leroy Selman, who sort of represented the old school Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, creamsicle era. Then you have to me two you know, two defensive Hall of Famers, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks. The number four, Tom Brady. <laughs> what? He chose the Buccaneers. Okay, and he won a Super Bowl. No, I'm sorry, you can't do it. Here's why: I couldn't choose John Lynch. It was either so it, it came down to John Lynch. You could have picked Rondé Barber. 
you could have picked Warwick Dunn. Or Mike Allstott. Yeah, exactly. You could have picked Mike Allstott. I understand, but so all of those guys together comprise... Danny Testaverde, Steve Young. I, I mean, just pick a guy. Steve Young was terrible for the Bucks. Well, I'm just saying. Tom Brady, the exalted one, chose that team. They, he got it done. Won a Super Bowl. And he's at least going to go to the playoffs this year. Yeah, he's definitely going to go to the playoffs. Um, look, uh, you can. It, it, it's not. It's not completely out of the realm. We're going to ask the question on at GL Stan Show. Does Tom Brady deserve to be on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Mount Mount Rushmore? If, if you're telling me that Brad Johnson does, then Tom Brady does. Who oh, said Brad Johnson? Nobody said Brad Johnson. He was the quarterback for the other team. I, I could give you. A, there's a handful of borderline Hall of Famers that you could pick. I I understand. To me, and they all played together. None of them played on the team with Brady. Again, yes, I guess you could also include Mike Evans on that list. And um, what's his name? Levante David. I just, to me, it was the GOAT chose the Bucks. He came, he conquered. Okay. Like, like, like why, why fuck around? I did it in a year. Okay. It would have been great if he retired and said, see you later. Well, it's because, you know, he wants more. Guys, you know, you know what's better than seven rings? Eight. It's friggin' ridiculous. It's insane. But, yeah. I To me, it was, it was something about he came, he conquered. Yeah, he goes up there. Because he, as much, I like, he didn't make the Pro Bowl. He didn't make an all-pro team this year. Oh, so you got to put him on a Mount Rushmore? Yeah, because he in the playoffs he was the man, and he led that team. Fair enough. We'll ask it. We'll ask the people. We'll ask we the shall. People. We will broach the topic with the people. Join us later on in the week as we do more of our summer series, more Mount Rushmores. We will traverse back to the AFC. I'm Mike. That's Brett. Be sure to check out SportsTalkPhilly.com, Michael's Glass Company. The Paul's Table, a modern Italian steakhouse in the heart of the main line, 7 East Lancaster Avenue in Ardmore. We will see you later.